Welcome to St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church live interactive podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And now for your hosts for your spiritual hour of power, Pastors D.A. Bennett and Josh Coates. Happy Tuesday or whatever day of the week that you are joining us on this podcast. Those that are watching live, it's a Tuesday. A little rainy outside, but uh, it's a great day nonetheless. Hope you're doing well. Excited for you to join us in our weekly podcast. How are you doing today, DA? I'm loving the rain. I I wish it would quit pretending that it's going to rain. Yeah, it's just kind of teasing us. And, you know, wish it would really rain because we need it. We, you know, I like to eat. Food grows better. When there's water. Well, my my front yard's being destroyed by the moles right now because we haven't really had enough rain. Okay, I do have some uh, mole. Uh, it will take care of your moles. Oh, you got a shotgun? No, it's uh, food that moles love as their last supper. Hey, I need it. I need it because my yard is being destroyed. I went and I bought this granule that you're supposed to put out that apparently repels them, but I don't think it's working. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel like a, you know... Yes, it's it's a poison that we we used to take care of most. No, we just cut our viewership in half because I'm a, a we just offended everyone. <laughs> so, but no, really, I'm doing good. Uh, again, I, I'm thankful for this rain. I do wish we would get a good rain when you drive around and you look at our lakes and everything. Our ponds are they're just kind of dried up from this drought, and we do uh, ask God to to send rain to to nurture the land. Even the moles. <laughs> right, right. Well, good. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing, man? I, I know you are in the thick of hockey season now, yep. and you're probably burning the candle at both ends, but uh, how are you doing this week? Yeah, all three ends. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's been good, though. It's been real good. Uh, but I got to tell you guys, uh, congratulations. Oh, what are we congratulated for? So I didn't figure you guys would know, so I took the liberty. This week, we have reached a milestone for our podcast. Oh, and that milestone is? So, congratulations on our 200th episode wow. this week. That, wow. So Send cake, people. There we 200 go. episodes. <laughs> Send cake. So I mean, first, we, had, we did have a party. Uh, John Upshaw, member of our church, realtor, actually brought us lunch today for staff to thank us for our appreciation so if you're selling your house need to show a house john upshaw part of the whittington uh, yeah it was great we had chicken strips and mashed potatoes and gravy and fried okra we we got we we got saved it it was a blessing of god they're gonna get green beans you're not gonna hear any uh grumbling stomachs this week (laughs) on the podcast we are you might hear some snoring here pretty soon i'm pretty tired now but we are good after john fed us well again friends we're glad and if you have questions on the topic that we're talking about we do want to uh, encourage you to send those in jeff will be monitoring those for us uh, but this last sunday we started our annual stewardship you know every year the church has to do a stewardship drive to help people think about their commitment to christ and how they do that in their giving but stewardship is really more than uh just giving of our money what we're looking at is what we call creating engagement that engagement is the new metric for how you measure healthy effectiveness in church. It's not just what, you know, I used to call nickels and noses. How many nickels do you get and how many noses are there on Sunday morning? But where are people engaged? And we just started off this week with talking about stories of engagement. So it makes me wonder, when you guys got engaged, how did it happen? I sent Bonnie on a scavenger hunt. 
Well, I so, mean, don't just leave it there. Give us the story. We, we were supposed to go on a date. It was the night before her uh, 21st birthday. And uh, she was, uh, I was supposed to go pick her up. We were going to go out on a date. And uh, I, I called her and I said, hey, I ran out of, I, I've, I'm working late and uh, I've got to get gas. And so I need you to just meet me at my parents' house. And so uh, obviously I wasn't there when right. she met me at the house and there was an envelope and a, a, a clue as to where to go. So um, sent her around town, some of the places that we had uh, that were special to us and uh, ended up at the lighthouse out at Lake Hefner. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. And she didn't have any idea. She thought it was just a birthday thing. And she came out there and I got down on one knee and proposed to her right there at, at on the, the little island lighthouse area at Lake Hefner. So... She wasn't mad for all the places you made her go. Oh, she was incredibly frustrated because she said she almost <laughs> ran out of gas while she was coming uh, out to the, the lighthouse and um, almost ran out of gas and didn't have money to fill the tank because she was a broke college student. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, she she was uh, not not completely happy with the, the plan. But, but it all worked out. It okay. worked out. Yeah. We're married, you know, 18, 17 years later. So, so how, uh, how nervous were you just waiting out there? Oh gosh. It was <laughs> so nervous. Cause she had literally no clue. I had convinced her that I didn't want to get married till, um, she graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And so she literally had no, no clue at all. And y'all so, got married while she was still in college? Uh, yes. So wow. she she was super smart. She graduated in three and a half years. We got married in August before she graduated in December. Okay. Okay. How about you, Jeff? Well, I guess technically I never did get engaged. So <laughs> You just got married. <laughs> we just got married, yeah. So uh, uh, back in the day, I was playing professional kickball, and we had a national tournament in Las Vegas national that we were— kickball. Yeah, yeah. Is that like uh, the dodgeball? Was that on the Ocho? It, it was on the Ocho, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, had our national uh, championship uh, weekend in Las Vegas and uh, was dating Tina at the time, and— we already had it booked, and I, I just kind of looked at her and I was like, "Well, I know when we said we were dating, we weren't going to get married again, but we're there in Las Vegas. We, what do you think?" Okay, yeah. So, so that that was your moment of engagement. That was, I guess, it, that was it. Yeah. So, how long between getting engaged and getting married? So, uh, it was, I guess, a couple months. Uh, oh, okay. The, well, the, you- I never had a ring. Uh, and funny story. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna laugh. Got a, yeah, got a ring uh, after we decided that's what we want to do. We ran off and loped, and then while we were out there, we told everybody, "Hey, by the way, here's the link." Surprise! Uh, nice. But a funny story. Um, Tina never saw her wedding ring until I literally put it on her finger. Wow! So that's. I, awesome. I guess we never really got engaged, but. Well, you don't have to have a ring to be engaged. Yeah, yeah, saved a lot of money that way. Yeah. I mean, more Skip people are going to take up your strategy. Man, I think. Jeff, hey, five hundred bucks for smarter, a wedding. It was awesome. You're smarter than I give you credit for. <laughs> so don't the, go that far yet. The, the reason we talk about engagement is because engagement is a relationship status. Yeah. You know, if you get on social media, it'll ask your relationship status. Are you single? Are you in a committed relationship? Engaged, married, divorced. It's got all those categories. And so when we're talking about 
creating engagement and how this applies to stewardship, it really has to do with how do we live out our discipleship in relationship with Christ. And one of the things that uh, I said Sunday was the actions of our lives should be evidence of our engagement with God. Somebody much smarter than I am, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, we talked about Bonhoeffer some um, in the last series, I think. And one of the things that Bonhoeffer said is, as Christian people, we should live our lives in such a way that non-Christian people are asking, how come I'm not a Christian? Now, that's a high standard right there. That's a, a high threshold. But our actions of our lives should be evidence of our engagement with God. When we get engaged to be married, we act differently. One of the things that I always tell couples in premarital counseling is they'll come and, hey, you know, we got to do a wedding. And great, great. You know, I said, let's do counseling. And the first thing I tell them is whenever you get engaged, you quit having a relationship and you start planning an event. Because, again, that's what a lot of uh, weddings are. It's got to be a production. It's got to be an event. And all of our relationships, especially when we're in love, have some place that hurts, some sore spot that we, we don't want to talk about because we're in love. Right. And so in premarital counseling, that's one of the things we bring out is, you know, these things are going to come up, and it, and, and that's okay. But let's help you prepare, not for your wedding. Let's help you prepare for your married relationship. Yeah. Some of the words that I think of when I think of the word engagement, um, and this this leads into this idea that um, our actions um, should be evidence of that engagement. Mm -hmm. I think of commitment. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a commitment um, in a relationship. I think of a, an agreement. You are agreeing to this relationship status, right? That uh, isn't. It's not a permanent status. It's it's a temporary status pointing to more a, a deeper commitment, right? Yeah. Um, I think of uh, sometimes engagements are arranged, right? So it's an arrangement and an, an yeah. agreement. It's you know in in other cultures because our culture isn't that way. Yeah, right. there are arranged marriages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think of a promise or a pledge um, with with engagement. Um, and so uh, and when you go back two thousand years, an engagement for them that was that was basically marriage. It, it really was. The, the wedding Joseph day, was pledged to marry, right. but then it says his wife went with him. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so those are the words I think of when I think of engagement and being engaged. And when we are engaged with God in that way, where we've commit, we're, we're committed, we've pledged, we've promised, we are in agreement that we are surrendering our lives to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, Fruit, right? The our actions, the evidence. Fruit is just inevitable. It just fruit happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just like if if this table were a hot stove and I touched it, the result of me touching it would be I burn myself. Right, right. Jeff burnt him his arm on a tailpipe this week because he had some car problems, and that was just the result of that. That just happens. Fruit happens. It's not something that we have to do or think about or produce. It's what the Holy Spirit does in us when we are engaged with Christ, when we are surrendered to him. Fruit just happens. It just does. It's just the evidence that we are in that relationship. And and we're going to continue to talk about that throughout this whole yeah. series. Uh, but this past week, the emphasis was... What what is our relationship status with Christ? I love how we built off the Ephesians two ten. You know we are uh, 
God's masterpiece recreated in Christ to do works which God has planned in advance for us. And it's not a, I have to do this because I gave my life to Jesus. No, it's I get to do this because this is what God wants for me to do. And I, and I think most sincere Christians were, were at that full level of engagement when we really want to submit and do the things God has called us to do. And so part of our status as a relationship is that we are ministers. And if you've been around St. Andrews, you well know the the motto. You've heard it enough that you recognize it when you hear it. You might not be able to uh, recite it, but it's the whole idea that we're, we're not volunteers. This is stuff God has said. This is what I want you to do. We get to do it. I am um, a minister called by God, gifted by the Holy Spirit, ordained through baptism. I am a minister and I offer my gifts in service to Christ. People who are engaged with Christ, with ministries of the church, offer their gifts in service to Christ. Now, I, w- I want to go back and look at some of that because, you know, you're pretty new on staff. I don't mm-hmm. think you've ever actually heard me preach on this, but yeah. you knew that this was part of who we are, is when we talk about being called by God, that's the whole reason we're Christian. We're not Christian because we just woke up one morning and said, you know what? I think I want to believe in God and follow Jesus. No, God calls us and God invites us. Uh, I I think we talked about this in staff. This is going to be a theme for our senior high camp next year, that we're called from darkness into his marvelous life. So I'm a minister because God has called me. God gives us all gifts. You know, some of us uh, are gifted singers or dancers or speakers or athletes. Some people, and these are people that I really need, the, the people that know how to fix things when they're broken. You know, we've, we've talked about <laughs> our mechanical when prowess. I break them. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we all have gifts. And the, the beauty of the church is when everybody, I, you know, I, I heard a professor in seminary say, God gives the church all the gifts it needs. But we have to offer those gifts in service to Christ. Our gifts are not all the same. And then when we talk about ordained through baptism, the word ordained literally means set apart. And so this engagement, this agreement, this pledge, the fruit of that is that we are now set apart from those that don't believe in Christ to do the works which God has in advance for us to do. What I love about each one of those lines is it's it's all the work of God. Yeah. We're called— by God, right? Right. We don't call ourselves. We don't choose. Someone else doesn't call us. We are called by God. We're gifted by the Holy Spirit, right? right? The work of God, and we're ordained through baptism. That's our way that we are initiated, that we enter into the church mm-hmm. um, is through our baptism, and so it's all. It, and it's not a. It's not a work that we do. It's right. It's nothing that we do. It was the work of. Jesus on the cross. Now that's amazing because all the years I have preached this, I've never thought of that. Yeah, that was the f- <laughs> when when I when I saw this Sunday, and uh, you know, obviously I've I've heard you say this before, but um, that's my initial thought is that's all the work of God. It's not anything that we do; it's God doing a work in us. And as a result of our relationship status, being engaged with God. Again, the Holy Spirit is working in us. So let's let's go ahead and move on, and let's talk about um, this idea of engaging as people who serve. We're going to have other criteria, but people who serve. And one of the, the easiest things for us to think about, and one of the easiest things for us to relate to people who are part of our church, would be, how can you serve Christ 
in our church. You know, whether you're an usher, whether you're a greeter, whether you're helping with the kitchen, whether you're teaching children and youth in Sunday school, there are a lot of needs for us to be in ministry in the church. Yeah, and and what I love about this is Jesus's invitation to us wasn't just to believe things. Right? He, obviously what we believe matters. This mm-hmm. is something that I say all the time over and over again, what we believe absolutely matters. If if I if you call me into a meeting, you on Friday I get an email from you and you say Josh Monday morning first thing I need to see you in my office. If I believe I'm about to be fired, it's going to have a major impact on my weekend. Yeah. There's absolutely no evidence that that is going to happen. <laughs> right. We just want right. to be clear about right. that. If I believe I'm about to get a, a promotion, it's going to impact my entire weekend. So what we believe yeah. matters. It impacts our, our thoughts. It impacts our actions. It impacts everything. And so there were obviously things that Jesus taught that is important for us to believe as followers of Christ. But his invitation was beyond that. It was, come follow me. Right. And, and an aspect of following Jesus is serving if we if we're truly following Jesus, service is an incredible piece of that and an incredibly important piece of that where we are engaged in that way where we are serving God and we are serving others because that's what Jesus did. Jesus got down and Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Yeah. He was serving, right? He didn't say, hey, come wash my feet. Um, he served and he said, do likewise. And so if we're going to be people of God who truly are following Jesus, then that is one of the primary things that we're going to do is we're going to serve. I'm glad you brought that up because this morning in my quiet time reading, you know, I was at the end of the Gospel of Luke, and when Jesus is in the upper room washing the disciples' feet, he says, uh, you know, this is what a servant does, and I'm the one right. doing this. And, you know, for, for that jumped off the page when I yeah, the read The Son of Man morning. came to serve and not be served. Right. We and, have to be people of serving. And so if we talk about, I really want to be like Jesus, you know, take off your outer garment, wrap a towel around your waist, and start washing people's feet. Right. I, I, I have found that... Um, that I, I've preached before. There's two times of cloth people are cut out of. There's what I call the um, the piety cloth, Bible study, prayer, worship. That's the cloth I'm cut out of. Other people are the doers, you know, washing the feet, feeding the hungry, visiting the sick and in prison. And it's not that I don't do those things. It's just not my first thought of, you know, we need to do in ministry. Hey, let's have a prayer meeting. <laughs> you know, and that's right. kind of how I am. Um but if I want to be like Jesus, I serve. Doesn't mean I don't teach. And sure, if I teach, that can be an act of service. Right. But uh, I, I, I tend to think of those things a, a little differently. But part of our attitude ought to be, how do I serve Christ? And what opportunities does the church give? And so we ask people, as you're thinking about your commitment to Christ as lived out through our church, where are you committed to serving? You know, would you be an usher or greeter, which I think is one of the greatest things and really one of the it, – it's so easy you don't think of how important it is. But it's a vital ministry It is. If have. you go in somewhere and you don't feel that immediate welcome and love and hospitality, the chances of you returning are maybe zero or south of zero. At least I know for me, if I go in somewhere and I don't feel welcome, I'm not, I'm not going to go back. I, I share a story. When I was in seminary, I was the youth minister at a church plant in Broken Arrow. And uh, when we left Ada and we moved to Tulsa, we'd just gotten back from vacation. And it's like, 
hey, you know, my, my buddy David's pastor over here at this church I used to be youth minister at. We're not going to go to our church today. Let's 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 go worship with David. And they had an entryway a little bit like ours where people would gather and it would be kind of crowded. And we had a three-year-old at the time. And literally, we were having to push our way through people to try to find where we could take our son to the nursery. Nobody there was talking to us. Nobody there was... Uh, you know, asking if we needed help. And when I got through the crowd, um, that's when David saw me and he greeted me and, hey, y'all need the nursery. And so somebody helped us. But then we went into a sanctuary and we gave what I call all the classic signs of visitors. We're sitting in the back, nobody's sitting around us, and we're reading the bulletin. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, you're reading your phone. Yeah. And so we were there, and because I'd been on staff there, and because my buddy was a, the pastor uh, in the worship service, he said, I, you know, I want to introduce some of y'all. Probably know this guy, but if you don't, you need to. And he introduced us, and that's when everybody started being nice to us. Yeah. Now, the people that knew me, they didn't recognize me. I mean, I hadn't been there in, you know, almost 25 years. Um, but, yeah, greeting Ushering, those are important decisions. People that just come answer the phone if our office staff is doing something, that's important. But the the danger with just, we could leave it there, but the danger is people think, oh, well, the only place you can serve Christ is in your church. No, 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 no. We honestly believe that while serving in the church is important, serving in the community is also very important. I, I don't want to weigh one above the other, uh, but where are those opportunities to serve in the community? I think Rick Warren back in the day said it like this. He said, every Christian needs to have a ministry in the church and a mission outside the church. And so the people of God who serve, serve in the community around us. Yeah, and I think that's so, so important. What my Maybe my favorite definition or understanding of who we are and what the church is, is that we are a missional community, right? We're, we're a community with a mission. Mm-hmm. There is a reason that we gather. There is a reason that we exist, and yeah. it's for mission. Yeah, the, what, what was your quote last week? God created the church for his mission, mission not, not a the mission, mission for, for the, the church. church. Right. right. So we are a missional community who is called to reflect the character of God to, in, and through the world. So we have to be serving in our communities and in the world. We, you know, no, we don't want to be of the world, but we are still in the world. And so our presence as light of the earth and salt, you know, light of the world, salt of the earth is incredibly important that we don't just remove ourselves completely from the world, um, but we actually are his hands and feet serving the community around us. Last In the sermon last week, I almost shared a story, and I thought, you know, I talk too much about myself sometimes. Let me talk about somebody else. But I was going to share the story how for the last two years, I had been the president of the Home Run Club Southmore High School. You know, my son was on the team, and I told the coach, I said, you know, if I can ever help, I want to do this. And, you know, I, I called a guy to say, you want me to nominate you for president? He said, my wife will kill me. He goes, I'll nominate you, and I'll be your vice president. And so we went with that. And after the first meeting, there was this one mother who was, uh, she was our secretary and we had never met, but you know, she'd said, yeah, I'll be the secretary. And, you know, in those kind of clubs, anyone who's willing to serve a lot of times, yeah, you, you get elected. Absolutely. And after the first meeting, she went home and she was talking to, to her son and her husband. And she's like, wow, this guy that was president, he was organized and he was doing this and people were responding. And her son looked at her and said, yeah, you know, he's a preacher, don't you? 
<laughs> and she said, totally blew it for her, <laughs> but, you know, because she thought I was just energized and, and I was, but knowing that, you know, trying to get people on the same page and work toward common goals and all that, that's a lot of what we do around the church. But I, when I had gone to the coach to talk to him, I said, coach, the home run club does not seem very well organized. I said, I don't need to do anything, but I can help organize it. And that's why I got president. And the great thing was after doing it for two years, the group that was coming in after me, they're like, okay, we're going to make this change, this change and this change. And there's a part of you're like, Oh, why didn't, why didn't I do that? Right. Well, we got it to a, they're taking it to B, or we put it on the first step and they put it on the top of the ladder. However, that works. We serve in the community because when we serve in the community, uh, we're saying that we are invested as ministers of the gospel to be light in places where darkness often exists. Yeah, that's a great thought. So this is my closing thoughts for this okay. is, and I want to close it with a reflective, a reflective question. And I'm asking it of myself, um, but I think it's important for all of us to, to think about this. Um, I think the the question that I think about is if, if those that are fully engaged with Christ are people who are serving then what does that look like for you this week? What is one way that mm. I, because you know, I can sit there, well, I work at the church, so I'm always serving. Well, right. no, we all have jobs and, and mine just happens to be in the church, but outside of my, my job, my role as a pastor, how am I serving those around me? How am I serving the community? How am I being a light in the darkness? How am I being the hands and feet of Christ? And so look for, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming because there's so mm-hmm. much. And so what is that one thing this week that we can engage in service so that we can be better representatives of Jesus? Okay. So I appreciate that because now I feel challenged because when I think of how I have been engaged in the community in the past, it has always been in relationship to my children's activities, right. whether I was coaching the team or, you know, being president of the home run club or things like that. And I don't do that now. So, yeah. so, so now I'm challenged because I'm thinking, yeah, I've got to be involved in the community because I can't tell other people to do it unless I do it myself. And right. so, Dad Gummit, Josh, you had to go and bring that up. <laughs> we but. had our neighborhood uh, neighborhood meeting Sunday evening, and and Bonnie and I are the block uh, representatives on our street. So uh, that's one way this past week that we've, you know, I, I like to protect my time, and so sometimes I'm stingy with volunteering or. Not vol- Well, in that case, I'm volunteering, but... Um, yeah. Okay, we're going to let that slide because he's new. <laughs> but uh, so at times I can be stingy with that, and so I'm, I'm trying to press myself to, to get out of that and to um, serve more. And so that's one way we have, but I'm, I'm going to look for other ways that I can serve outside of what my specific role is here at St. Andrews. So friends, there's the, the challenge before us. Where do we serve in the community? And some of you, I'm certain, are saying, well, you know, because of my work, I'm I mean, I'm engaged in the, you know, this or that, you know, we have a tutoring program or we have a uh, thing that we do through the chamber, you know, whatever it is, you're engaged in the community. And we thank God for that. Be light in the midst of that darkness. 
but the question also is how are you going to be engaged in the ministries of the church? What is your relationship status as a minister for how you're going to live that out? We're always so glad that you uh, join us for the podcast. If you find it helpful for someone, I hope that you're able to share it with them in such a way that they'll also chime in and listen in on this. This Sunday, we will have our three worship services. 815 is our traditional service, and then 930 and 1050 are our regular services. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday, and we look forward to next week and talking about how we continue to create engagement. God bless. Have a really great Tuesday. See you next week.